All right. So pretty much, I, you know, I want to start by just saying thank you for coming on, man, and uh, <clears throat> us being connected and, you know, spending the time during COVID-19 to jump on the live here to talk about your journey, what you're doing, uh, the mass following that you have grown on a platform that millions of people are on, hundreds of millions, and I would say probably one of the most relevant apps today. Mm-hmm. And, and talk about, you know, what you've been able to do, how you've made it to your world. And most importantly, I, I read in an article where I know we're going to get into it, but I read an article that you've only charged for a photo shoot once and you never want to do it again. So I want to hear how you quit your nine to five to make that happen. Because that, for me, that blew my mind. I'm like, wait, he's a photographer, but he's not charging. So I was like, all right, there has to be something or something in the mix here that um, mm-hmm. makes sense for me. So for those who don't know who you are, do you mind going to your left slightly? Because I want the, the comment, I, I, want, I don't want your face to be covered. Perfect, man, that's sweet. Go. Yeah, that's perfect. It's great. Because I, you know, I love the comment section where people are writing, TikTok photo guy. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> um, so I want, I want people to get to know you. So to those who don't, who are you and uh, where are you from? I'm Alex. Alex.stemp on TikTok. Alexander the Great on Instagram. I'm a photographer. I am from San Francisco Bay Area, California. I've been doing photography for one year. <clears throat> I exploded thanks to TikTok. And that's what I'm here to talk about and anything else. Yeah, I think that that intro says it all of just, uh, we'll start off with the one year. What were you doing uh, prior to photography? What was your job? I worked in the insurance industry. I, I'm an insu- I was an insurance actuary. So an insurance actuary is a statistics-based job, super analytical, on a computer all day, on spreadsheets all day trying to figure out how much to charge for insurance products. Nowhere near related to photography or anything creative. You weren't doing mood boards or, you know. Yeah, none of that. No, no pictures, no photos at all. There was a, there was a huge void. I felt there was, I I I wasn't able to express myself creativity creatively on my job, job as an actuary. Yeah. And I realized in hindsight, like I was really missing. I was really lacking there. Um, I, I need to express myself creatively. And I couldn't do it in an office job. I just, I couldn't find a way to do it. Yeah, so you were contained to doing something that you essentially realized later that it wasn't your passion, it wasn't your thing. Yeah. You made the decision um, to step away and then kind of, well, I, I correct myself because I do know that there was a period of time where you were doing both. You were still working your nine to five and then yeah. you were running around San Francisco taking pictures of strangers. Yeah. I want to know why like why did you start doing that why didn't you start taking pictures of a friend or why not product photography what made you think hey i want to walk around san francisco to walk up to a stranger with stuff and be like hey, i need 10 minutes of your time to take pictures of you um there's a lot that led into it like so many little things but i actually started taking pictures of strangers within an hour of my camera arriving to my house I took that thing out of the box and I'm like, I need to practice right now. I need to test this out right now. Who can I photograph? Well, I was brand new to San Francisco. I didn't, I didn't know anyone. Uh, I knew my coworkers. I wasn't going to hit them up to take pictures of them. So I just went outside and in my head, I'm like, there's people outside. Let me, let me practice on them. And the win-win situation was I get to practice and I get to send people photos on a, on a professional camera. So it was just a no brainer. From there, it developed into what it is now because I love to challenge myself. I'm very shy, very introverted. I need to constantly be putting myself out of my comfort zone um, to feel a sense of fulfillment. So approaching strangers in the middle of the day is, is a huge challenge for me. And that's, that's, why, that's one of the reasons why I really love it is for that, the social challenge aspect. Okay, that's great. And you first started when you, you I think the greatest takeaway from that is that you saw something that you wanted to do for yourself which is to be a creative um, you ordered the camera and you immediately took action to it you know so many of us it happens to me even you, you study stuff you read stuff you watch others yeah. you get the equipment that you need you get the tools that you need and then you're still like how do I do this where do I start right and versus you were just like hey I'm gonna get the camera I'm gonna walk outside and take pictures of strangers so it sounds like from the rip you were totally into the whole you know, strangers, interaction. I think that's another continuous thing. You love the human interaction of approaching someone and having conversation with them to then yeah. document them. And for me as a photographer, this is why I love what I do is that 
you get to show them in another limelight of how beautiful they are and ways that they never thought that they could look where they, you know, that feeling. And I've seen it in your videos because I've experienced it with my clients. You take that picture and you show them and they're like, oh my God, I look like that. You know, yeah. it's almost like that aha moment where you're showing them the appreciation towards like, hey, you, know, you look good with the way you are. Don't judge yourself so much, right? Yeah. Where, where did the transition happen where you went from, hey, I don't want to do my nine to five anymore. And I just want to focus in on doing what I'm doing for fun on TikTok. Well, it was a number of things. It was literally people kind of almost bashing me for, for having a, having a nine to five. And, you know, you, you have millions of followers and people are like, you're, why aren't you just doing that full time? Like, why are you Ooh, still, who did that? Who said that to me? Yeah. Um, literally everyone. Just everyone. Well, mostly other people, other successful influencers, other people who made it as a photographer, they saw the opportunity that I didn't see really. Um, I, I mean, I didn't really know you could create content for a living in the way that I yeah. do now. So yeah. I think um, just enough people telling it to me really made me believe it and, and, and make the dive. Did you have those conversations with them or was that something they were just reaching out and talking to you about? You know, because there's many other, I'm sure there's people that are listening or watching right now and they're like, hey, like I'm a content creator too. Um, I need that, you know, there's that assurance of money continuously coming in, having that salary, having, yeah. you know, the accommodations of, you're like, how can I adjust my lifestyle to do what I, you know, people say it's a cliche, but to do what you love and then not live beneath that at all. Did you, you know, how did you make that decision or who was gearing you towards, aside from it sounds like peers, like right. how, what got you set for that? Because that's a big leap of faith. Yeah, I think it's really important to have someone mentoring you. So before I made the dive, I had a mentor, another photographer, Liquid Verve, who was literally mapping out what I had to accomplish to become a full-time photographer. That is something that I feel like people, people need that. People need some guidance, whether it's having a mentor, which I think is the best way to do it, or just purchasing a course, a legitimate course that can explain to you the steps you need to take to, to make that dive to become a full-time creator, full-time photographer, full-time influencer. I feel like we need guidance. Like to figure it all out on your own is, is really kind of scary. Um, so my situation was funny because I was mapping out how to become full-time photographer with my mentor. Um, I had all these ideas. TikTok happened and I kind of went in a separate direction. I started just making TikTok content uh, pretty much. So you just, you just downloaded just because, right? Is it, was that, no, was no, that a mentor I, fact? Well, I knew, I, I, I knew about it from Gary Vee. So Gary Vee was talking about it. I listened to Gary Vee a lot and November of last year or October of last year was when he was just all about TikTok. He was making like five YouTube videos about it a week. It seemed on how everyone needs to download TikTok. And he said the organic reach on TikTok allowed a brand new creator to have millions of people see your work. And to me, it was a total, it was a no brainer. And I still don't understand why people are, are knocking TikTok and not taking advantage of it when there's literally no other app out there that will allow your very first post with no following. You could be a complete nobody and millions of people can see it and no one's trying to get that take advantage of that and seize that it's crazy to me i mean i jumped on it it was a no-brainer like that's uh, such an amazing opportunity to reach that many people I, I i like i still can't believe people are not giving it like enough time or commitment it's just it's mind-blowing you download the app and you brought someone that you know that's how our whole conversation started gary vaynerchuk someone who i adore i'm a big fan of his with his content his team great group of people he spoke of something you, you said he spoke about TikTok, and the but the thing i want to touch on before before i get is you spoke about a mentor you found one how did you go about finding that mentor like what was your process like so someone a fellow creative that's watching and listening what what how did you make that decision of who to follow that's a really good question so the story with my mentor was when i this is one thing i did right i got my camera I immediately started taking action. I was taking photos of random yep. people. I was just doing, right? Without judging myself, just, just take action. But the second thing I did right was I immediately asked for help. Um, and my approach for doing that was to find people that were inspiring me 
and asking them for help. So what I would, what I would recommend to people is find out who inspires you, who, who you vibe with, and either reach out to them directly to see if they can help you or, or find out what, what courses they might have that can help you. For me, the way I found my mentor was a month into photography, I discovered two photographers that I really liked, John Snip, Liquid Verve. They, were, they held a joint workshop and I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna sign up for that workshop. And uh, I learned, in one day I learned so much about photography um, and I eventually ended up being mentored by Liquid Verve Alex, one of the, uh, one of the hosts of the workshop. So my advice would be to find people that are doing what you want to do and asking them for help. And I think that's so great. It sounds like the, something so simple, right? You're like, you're explaining to what you told me in less than two minutes. And then you're like, everyone listening is like, yeah, but how, right? And you became resourceful. You, I think the biggest thing, especially right now, we're at a time where you could sign up for a webinar, some for free. Uh, you picked one, you found that connection with the person leading the course. You're like, hey, if he taught me this in this period of time, I'm sure I could learn a lot more if I'm able to join on board with whatever else he offers which I think is amazing. So I wanna talk about now the pivotal moments of TikTok. You, you threw up an Instagram post pretty lately speaking about your most viewed videos. And I think it's the greatest thing about the platform as you referred to earlier is that the organic reach is so high. How long though did it take for a quote unquote viral video? And I know something else we've spoken about, the definition of viral for you is a lot different for me. Mm -hmm. But to find that big uh, moment, right? If it was a hundred thousand, a quarter mil, half a mil, I know your largest last time I looked, it was around 90 mil. So your yeah. version of viral again is completely different from mine, but how long did that take for you to consistently be approaching strangers, having these photo shoots done, time of running around, buying things that make you know the, each photo different? How long did that take to have your first moment on being viral, I guess, through TikTok? I mean, I got lucky. I got lucky. It, it happened within two or three, two weeks, maybe three weeks tops on TikTok. I had a video hit 10,000 views. And to me, that was viral. I'm like, no one's ever seen 10,000 10, people have never seen anything that I've ever done. So I was like, okay, this actually works. Let's see how far we can take it. So um, my approach and my strategy for that, that I like to recommend for people is to experiment on TikTok and see what sticks. Try, try a bunch of things that are related to what you enjoy. Test out different types of content, different types of videos. Make sure you love it because that's important and see what sticks. Maybe something will get 10,000 views and then you're onto something. Then you're like, okay, this got 10,000. How can I improve upon this? What did people like about this? How can I make it better and refine it? And then the next time you try that idea after you know, implementing some other things to make it even a little bit better the next time, you might get 500,000 views and you build on it from there. You go, how can I make it better this time? Let me get a million. Improving step by step. Did you have, you know, TikTok, the algorithm. So for me, I, I had a, a viral video. It was pretty wild. I think the first few posts I was maybe averaging a thousand, maybe. And I posted, you know, through this uh, retreat that I help out with content, they had done a Navy SEALs workout. And I still remember where I was, what I was doing. I just opened the app randomly. I'm like, all right, let, let me open TikTok. And it had over a million views. I freaked out. I was like, dude, this is insane. I've never had anything over a million. So I was ecstatic. Mm -hmm. And I then go on to post like three more relative, maybe 5,000 views. And I'm like, what? Like, how is that possible? You know, I have the attention, but why isn't it continuous? Right. Have you had those moments? You know, I'm sure now as time has grown, because your audience has grown. But I want to refer to, I'd like, I'm really trying to get to the people that are starting and they tell me this all the time. I'm just mm -hmm. curious with your mindset of they had that one viral video in context for us that you brought up 10,000 mm -hmm. and then they dipped down. How did you fight that? Did you change anything or you just kept it consistent with what people were liking due to that one video you saw? So for someone listening, it's like, how do you, how do, how do they get through that? You know, what is the mindset you told yourself? I think it's really important to understand what engages people. A lot of people, they get a viral video, right? And they think what made that viral video was XYZ, 
when they totally missed that. Actually, it was ABC and EFG, but you didn't catch on to that. Um, and that's why when you tried to re replicate it, you totally missed the, the, the real reasons it went viral. Um, so a lot of people don't really have an understanding of what, what's actually making the videos go viral. Um, I think I'm a natural at uh, understanding why my content performs well so that I can reproduce it in a way that continues to perform well. So an example of that is, let's say I make a video and it's me approaching a stranger. I'm gonna read every single comment. And if people are saying, wow, I'd love to see her reaction. I go, oh my God, people love to see her reaction. On my next video, I'm going to make sure that they see that reaction magnified. I'm going to not show them from a distance, for example, but one thing I started doing was when they're when they show when I show their reaction, I'm zoomed into their face like this. So you can really see what's happening. Right. So I refine my content um, successfully by listening to the feedback that I'm getting. The audience. From yeah. yeah. So that that's that's one trick. The second thing is when my content dips and this has happened, my content will start performing. I'll start tanking. I'll start flopping. I don't blame the algorithm. I never blame the algorithm. I always, I always blame the content. Um, I'm very, I'm very honest about, about my own content. Like if it's not going viral, I'm like something about this sucks. I need to fix it. And I feel like mo most people, they blame, they blame the algorithm. They're like, Oh, well, the, the algorithm's not working. Views are down today. And I just want to, don't want to be mean, but sometimes I want to tell them like, no, your, your content sucks. Make it better. <laughs> All right. And that's what I tell myself. I'm like, okay, street photography is not working anymore. And why is it not working? Well, it's because I made it old. It got old, Alex. You got to step it up next time. So what I did was I incorporated smoke bombs, made it more interesting, found couples instead of doing a one-on-one -on -one photo shoot, right? I'm always improving, always trying to make it better. How have you pivoted during this time that you can't walk up to strangers anymore? That's a good question. What I started doing was I, I started, all right, so for a couple weeks I was down, I'm like, my career's over. Literally the thing that no I- No way, really? Yeah, I'm like, the thing that made me so successful in one day is gone. I can't do it anymore. I can't approach strangers anymore. We're quarantined. We're, we're required to maintain a, a distance of six feet from, me, from people. I can't do what I do anymore. So I'm like, okay, that, that's, I can't do that anymore. Luckily, I'm like, okay, well, there's something else I can do, right? I'm a creative guy. Let's not get down. Um, let's figure out something else. So I actually started taking photos of essential workers. Uh, my first video was me going to a McDonald's drive-thru and the video is me ordering a, a McDouble at the, at the call box. I'm like, can I get a McDouble? He's like, yeah. I'm like, um, and can I take a photo of you? <laughs> He's like, yeah. So I, I picked up my McDouble for him and it's sitting in my car as I grab the thing. I take a picture of him as he's like handing me a Coke go to the next window where I pay and I take a photo of the girl, gets 5 million views. Um, did that enough times, ended up on the cover of Health Magazine. Um, continued, yeah, I've been on Health Magazine with my, I called it the Essential Workers series. Um, so I was able to find a way to keep creating. That's still true to what I do. And um, just by being optimistic and being creative and, and not giving up. Yeah, I think the greatest thing to say there is you pivoted, right? You stayed consistent with the stranger aspect, but you brought yeah. attention to the people that mattered. And I think another great uh, thing, and I would love to hear this story, how that flourished, and you had photos on a rooftop with nurses. Yeah. And those photos were insane. How, how did that come about? So for those who don't know what I'm referring to, I, he united what, what I saw was two nurses, um, mm -hmm. and you glammed them up with glitter, wearing the masks, and you just made it look so dope, especially during you know, sunset. So how did that come about? Did you reach out to them? Were they friends? Um, so that one, that was a funny one. Um, that was a pre-planned photo shoot. So the nurse actually messaged me and said, Hey, I love your photos. And I saw that she was a nurse in her profile, like right, right next to me, like a local nurse. So I'm like, okay, I'm doing this essential worker series. A lot of people have been asking for nurses. And this goes back to um, understanding your audience and, and reading the comments and seeing what they want. Um, a lot of my comments were telling me, we want to see nurses. 
So using that feedback, I'm like, okay, um, I'm going to do that. And the opportunity presented itself when, when one of the nurses messaged me. And um, yeah, we just, we just set up the photo shoot and, and that was, that was probably the one that, that got me into health magazine was, it was probably those photos that, that really made that happen. That's so good, man. That's so good. And so now I want to talk in the, the, the statement, uh, if it was correct, because I believe it was of you only ever being paid for one photo shoot. And you had said you never want to be paid again for something that you love to do. How is it that you were able to make that leap of faith? Uh, I know one source is definitely you create preset packs, you know, which are amazing. And not you you were so great to send me some and i saw those and i used them on a couple of my photos i went from like that photo was okay and i put your preset i'm like damn i'm hyped i shared it with a couple of friends like yo look at this photo of you now so can you talk about that of uh where where is it that your sources are coming from you don't have to be exact but for anyone listening um you making money you quit your nine to five to be a creative and you're not charging for photos being a photographer Right. Yeah. Confuses a lot of people, throws people off. People message me asking to offer me money to, to do a photo shoot with them. And I'm just like, no, I don't, I don't do that. Um, <laughs> Tell my, me because this is blowing my mind. Well, there's, there's an infinite way to make, to make money. Um, now I'm, so my whole belief is I, I didn't quit my job to feel like I had another job. And when I did that one paid photo shoot, I actually did three. I've done three total. Um, okay. I quickly realized like, this feels like a job. This feels like work. Um, I don't like this. I don't, I don't enjoy it. I'm not going to do it. It literally feels no different than, than having, having a job. Like I want to do what I absolutely, absolutely love. So I, I'm still doing that. I'm still figuring that out and to take it further. But what I realized I enjoyed the most was creating content. So the way I was able to monetize and provide a living for myself was by doing brand deals. Brand deals on TikTok are win-win situations for creators and brands because a brand can literally pay someone, you know, chump change basically, but to the creator, it's a lot of money because it's an individual person, but it's essentially chump change to get millions of eyeballs on their product, right? So if I work with the brand that's advertising tripods, they can pay me a few thousand dollars to use their tripod in a 15 second video. And to them, that's not that much money for marketing. They probably pay a lot more to put that, you know, um, to get a million people to see that on Facebook ads, they would pay a whole lot more than a few thousand dollars, but they could give that to me and I'll take it happily. Well, back then I would, I would take that happily because um, that's a lot of money for an individual creator to, to make a 15 second TikTok. Right. I, I want to stop you there just so people, you know, that are new to this understand is that you're referring to the dollars that would be spent, let's say, in a billboard or a commercial to these larger companies are paying you a, a lesser amount, but still valuable to you, of course, right. to have then the product featured throughout your video. Right. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Just, yeah. Just so in context, people understand, you know, in case anyone got lost with that, because I think that's so important to know that it's not, you're not standing there and be like, Hey, buy this tripod. No, you're incorporating exactly. it in your videos um, because one way or another, you were going to have it in it. Exactly. Um, there's a diff there's, there are different ways to do it. You could do a hard sell on your TikTok. I've seen people do it. They're literally like, buy these, buy these new earbuds. Like they're really good. Buy them. Right. You could do a hard sell. It could be as discreet as we want you to put our product in your video. You don't even have to say it's there. You don't even have to tag us. Just make sure that people can see the product in your video and they'll pay you for that. Okay. And I, I would love, uh, you don't have to go through the process, but I'm sure people are thinking is like, where do you come with that dollar amount? Similar to charging someone to, you know, I know you do coaching um, and I've seen, I've actually, I don't, I don't think we've spoken about this. I, when I first saw your TikTok, this was like back in November, I believe you had, mm -hmm. or December, January, you started coaching. And I was yeah. like, I had seen you were posting all the testimonials of people that were just starting. And you're like, look at their account, look at what they're doing now. I mm -hmm. messaged one of your students mm -hmm. and he spoke so highly of you. Oh, and nice. I was like, all right, this guy's pretty legit, you know, because again, awesome. you could get, you can get lost in it. I'll find after this, I'll actually message, I'll screenshot the message to tell you oh, who that person that. was because they spoke so <laughs> yeah. well of you. I was like, all right, this guy's not any other photographer telling these the story of 
I've been photographing for less than a year and I have all these followers. I'm like, this sounds too good to be true. Yeah, yeah. Um, I gotta be good. No, yeah, keep going. I, I just want people to, to um, if you could talk about the process of like, how do you find that number when it comes to a brand? Like what made you choose that dollar amount? Um, I know that dollar amount increases based off your following because that's what they're paying for as you refer to attention, right? You have 8 million followers, so they're saying, hey, out of the 8 million X amount, we're going to see it if he's averaging these amount of views per video, right? Mm -hmm. So you're able to leverage that. How did you come about with that number? Did a mentor help you? Did you just pick a number that sounded good? You're like, hey, two grand sounds perfect. Like, that's, how, yeah. how, how did you pick that number? That's a good question. Um, it's hard on TikTok because TikTok's new. So there isn't like a, a go-to, like, you know, set of rates that... You know, someone can give you a cheat sheet and say, okay, if you have 8 million followers, you should be charging this. Right. It's so new and like people are still figuring it out that someone of my size can literally be getting five times more than me or five times less. Um, I definitely undervalue myself. I, I've learned I, I could have charged a lot more for some of my brand deals, but I didn't know any better. So I'm still figuring out my price. Uh, one, one golden rule is don't do it for less money than you'd feel um, you know, that would make you happy. Like, yeah. don't take no, I, I, love, I, I completely, you, I completely agree. There was, yeah. I actually have a great story. There was a, a business lesson too that everyone, you said exactly what I believe in is if that number makes you feel bad, then don't charge yeah. that number. Like if you feel better with yourself charging a specific number, find that number. Don't think to yourself, Oh, will they pay me? Am I going to lose the brand deal? Right, right. Am I not that worthy? No, no, yeah. no. Like if there's a conversation happening already, just speak your truth. Tell them that number. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, if it doesn't work out, shoot a little less, but never go below that number. So I, well, I'm yeah. trying to think of the context. I'm, I'll just say, keep it general. Let's say if it, it was a, um, a product shoot, right? And I, I wanted to charge um, the number that I thought was right. was like 250 for an hour. I was like, uh, I was like, yeah, but they want so many photos, 250. I was like, it takes a lot of time. And I was like, I'm going to spend like two hours editing, uh, putting stuff together. And I was like, I think I'm worth, I was like, I think I'm worth 600. And I was like, that number felt really good to me because of ev all the work I knew that it was going to take to do it. Yeah. And then I said it and they're like, sure. And I'm like, oh, that's good. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. that worked out, you know, where I felt good with myself. And I think that's so important. You said something so true, which is like, making that number that's right for you. Um, yeah. Because I, I was just curious too, and you refer to it as a cheat sheet, which is so true. If we had that sheet, it would make things a lot easier, but mm -hmm. it's, it's finding that number that makes it valuable for you. You are someone who I admire because I've actually been a photographer for officially um, the 22nd post-grad will be four years since I've like, I stepped, I graduated, went all in on it. Um, and what you've been able to do with these courses that I think are so good, um, I'm totally plugging you in. Alex did not tell me to do this. This is straight truth because as I referred to earlier, he had templates for his mobile phone that I loved. Um, and I see you have courses that offer uh, with portraits, which are so huge, right? That I'm look, listening and watching it now because that's something I'm looking to improve on. Where did the categories come from of creating these courses? Was it based off like, demand of your audience or more so things that you're like hey i do this so often i want to help and serve other people that do it because you're so good at through instagram live is just serving your community and talking to them where did that come from to create these courses yeah i found the uh i found the right balance between the two uh the first the the place i started was what am i an expert at what can i actually provide value on i obviously don't want to make a course that i know nothing about so i started with what am I good at? Well, I know how to edit. I know how to grow on social media accounts. I can offer, you know, make a list. Here's, here's, here are all the things that I'm an expert at. And then I listen to the other side. I'm like, okay, what do people actually want to learn from me? Do they want to learn about how to make money more? Do they want to learn more about how to get followers? Or do they not care about that? Do they just care about how to edit? So I found the intersection between the two, like, what can I offer that my followers actually want to, to learn about. I love that. And I think that's so important. You say you figured out what you loved and what you liked and how you were able to uh, serve the people that are in your community. Yeah. 
aside from uh, photography and doing what you do on TikTok, which you know everyone watches, what are other things that people don't know about you? I'm curious. Where do you find your creative passion? Where does it come from? Are you watching TV? Is it you know? Is it shows? Is it you know? You we refer to mentors looking at their past work. Uh, me personally, I love where I get like creative drive from is YouTube videos of specific creators. Like I'll just like, hey, it's really? something I admire. I was like, I'll watch their videos over and over and over. Sometimes the same video, and I'll take uh -huh. in different things. Where do you get your creative drive or passion from? Um, that's a great question because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm unable to pinpoint it. And funny enough, yesterday, I, I literally searched on YouTube, where does creativity come from? <laughs> Stop, so really? Curious. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> oh, like, where is, like, how does it, I don't know. I don't know. It just, the ideas just pop in my head. The best I can explain it is I could be trying to go to sleep. It, most of my ideas come when I'm trying to fall asleep. I keep a notepad. Well, I use a notepad on my phone. It's right by my right by my bed and a lot of my best ideas have come from me just about to fall asleep when I get the idea and I, I, I immediately jot it down but I don't I don't really know where they all come from I, that's, I just that's, no it's fun man and I think but you just said something that's valuable um, that is you don't let that idea get away you have a notebook near your bed and you jot it down uh, yesterday I did something extremely uncomfortable I decided to ride 50 bike 50 miles on my bike I've never rode more than 30 in my life. <laughs> and through that moment, I thought of something that I'm going to be announcing uh, later this week of something I, you know, I had my specific aha moment. I pulled out my phone while on the bike note section, started calling a friend, Hey, yo, jot this down. You know, it's something I don't want to forget. It just hit me. So I totally get and understand that of there's just random moments where you could be in the shower. You could be walking into the kitchen. You could see a friend and reminds you of something else. And then, it something erupts from that another great thing or quality i love about you is that i pay attention to creators on the consistency but more so the creativity the idea of how do you not like you still have your twist to it but also and your touch but the idea is like they all look so different in a great way meaning you're showing different aspects of your creativity and you throughout your videos you're pumping out um can we talk about one how often you were pumping out videos mm -hmm. Two, uh, how like where did you find those times to edit and do that and then three um, how did you find the differentiator of each video like there was one video you saw a girl she was holding a rose I remember it was like through the glass it was like a daughter mm -hmm. of a mom you know another one where you had someone laying down you put petals around them similar but yet different so can you walk us through your process of all of that of just the strangers interaction when you would head out into the streets yeah. Okay. So I'll start with the first question. How often was I posting? Well, when I had my nine to five, I was posting about three videos a week, right? So I would collect the street photography footage on the weekends. Me and my buddy Derek, we would go out on the weekends, spend Saturday and Sunday filming ourselves uh, approaching strangers. And then Monday through Friday, I would edit the videos, edit the photos and try and make like three TikToks a week. I feel like well, that's not even that many for most people. If, even if you have a nine to five, you could probably be doing a whole lot more than three per week. But I yeah, was able that, to- That surprised me, honestly, considering you were watching Gary Vee, he was talking about like posting like three a day. I, I agree. I, I understand why he says that. But he-, I, he It's he in constant, you don't have to, yeah. I, I wanna make something clear too. This is your experience, your opinion, and it, you're figuring out something that works for you. So he says that, and then what do you believe that? has helped you, you know, you do yourself. Well, he, he always talks about self-awareness and when his go-to answer is post three times a day because he's trying to get people to take action. But at okay. the same time, he'll say, you know, be self-aware and find out what works for you. If, if making one video um, every three days is, is what's right for your content, then, then, do, then do that, right? He, um, so I agree with what he's saying. Like people need to post more, like please do three a day if you can. But I will say that I did three a week and I grew about, I've grown steadily a million followers per month on TikTok, posting very few videos, okay? Cause I'm all about uh, quality on TikTok and not quantity. I would rather spend a week on one video than post seven mediocre videos because I know if I spend a week on one video, it might get 90 million views. And from one video I can get, you know, half a million followers from, from a single video. 
Um, so that's my strategy is it's go all in on, on quality. I love that. And then what was your approach with um, create, having each subject being creative? Like, what was your mindset? Like, you know, you referred to going from singles to couples um, and you always had objects that you would, that would be added into the photo. Let it be flowers, let it be confetti. Uh, you referred to smoke bombs. Um, what was your thought process with that? Like, were you looking for a specific type of person prior to finding them or was it more so, hey, uh, it's the first person that said yes? Um, that's a great question. I'm trying to tap into my mind to see how, how I've been able to come up with these different ideas and make it all, all different. Um, a lot of it is just, a lot of it comes in the moment. I remember the first couple I shot, I wasn't looking for a couple that day, but we were inside of an urban outfitters and I saw a cute couple. I'm like, all right, so I just got to do this for some reason. I I'm like this, this, this is golden. I want to, I want to give them a photo shoot. Um, so that one just totally happened in the moment. So a lot of it is not planned. A lot of it just kind of happens. But at the same time, I do a lot of preparation. Um, I will, for example, what do you go, do? Well, I'll go on a website like Pinterest and I'll study trending photographs on Pinterest. I'm like, what are what are cool way what are, what are cool directions to take your photography right now? What kind of interesting types of photographs can I take with people that's why I came up with some of my like ideas with flower petals um smoke bomb ideas glitter ideas just just collecting sources of inspiration on, on the internet and incorporating those into my videos so that things don't get stale and boring and repetitive because like I said earlier there was a period where my videos were not going viral so I realized I had to step it up I had to change something I love that man I love that and you 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 said something that has stuck with me throughout this thing. It's been so consistent of audience attention and saying that um, I see, you know, we're speaking and people are driving down questions. Nick, you're the man. Thank you for showing love. I just saw your God. Definitely not. Alex is when it comes to this stuff. But um, if you guys, if you guys have some questions towards the end, we're definitely be taking them. So send in the chat box, the questions because Alex has been speaking about attention for the audience, showing love to them. So I want to do that in that podcast um, towards the end. So Alex, you, you're someone very interesting, man. You really are. You've found success in a very short period of time, but you've done it through three great things that I've learned is that you've been consistent. Um, and you said something now that stuck with me and makes sense. You found self-awareness pretty quick of knowing like, hey, like this is what, this is what I want to do. This is why yeah. I love it. Um, and you did something that I would say is very admirable for me is that saying you didn't find passion in doing paid photography and mm -hmm. you, you said to yourself let me figure out different sources of income that don't take away from something that i love and i really respect that man like i really do especially now um it's so easy to say yes to everything if things start coming which i'm a big believer in that but the mm -hmm. idea is that you found self-awareness and knowing that if you continued on that path mm -hmm. it would really just tarnish you and you'd feel like i guess not ground zero, but the idea of like finding that worth or that high, that natural high you get while you're shooting and doing what you love, which is amazing. You, you have created this community of people. What are you doing aside from these, uh, you know, I refer to presets and also these programs that you're creating. Is there anything or is there any way for creators to learn from you? Do you have a website? I, th I think you do, right? I have a website. It's in my bio um, where I sell some tutorials, sell some presets. I've got a couple of free eBooks that you'll find in my story highlights. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty new to this, to this world and social media and, and to having, you know, influence if you want to call it that. So I'm figuring out the best ways to use it um, to help people. And I'm trying to find how to, how to, how to motivate people, how to encourage them what's you know i could be a little i could be a little too nice sometimes and, and make things too easy for people and sometimes i think that's not helpful so i'm trying to find the right balance to you know hold people accountable and not do things for them <laughs> like i could literally take one of my followers instagram pages and i could i could post for them for a week and grow their their page but that's not helping them that's that's just taking res their responsibility for them so i want to find the right balance of holding my followers accountable but providing them with the help, the tools, free information to, 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 get, to gain success yeah. for themselves, to believe that it's possible, 
and to just help them. I love that, man. And I know that's been another foundational thing that's been consistent throughout this podcast and me watching you said, you'll randomly do Q and A's and I'll see you like one question after another, answer every single question. <laughs> and you're engaging with your community and you're showing love to them. And I think you're, you're gonna win a lot more than I think you know, just because you know I've been in this social world uh, for the past four years where I've seen every small person grow to something bigger, a big person not follow their audience and do what just they wanna do. Um, and you're doing it in a way that I truly believe that you're going to win big time, which is through your audience. Aside from, you know, photography, we spoke about creative, your, your process, you know, uh, serving your community through, you know, TikToks, you know, giving back. Now you brought to my attention, you just became the cover uh, through what magazine was it? Health magazine. Health, yeah. And that, that's huge. Um, that is, that's, that's pretty big. That, that, that's an awesome accomplishment. Do you ever find yourself thinking to your, like have that self thought of um, what more can I do? Like, and, and how can I do it? Do you have those thoughts to yourself, you know, at being a creator and being so consistent and working so hard to it? Um, and I, I, I ask that because I know what you're gonna say or have an idea of it because there are people out there that sometimes think this guy has found success. He's at 8 million followers on TikTok. He's selling all these programs. Oh my God, he's crushing it. Everything's great. But there are moments where you're kind of like, you know, taking a step back and be like, what's really going on? You know, having those struggles. Can you bring a limelight to that of just not being vulnerable, more so just speaking the truth, man? Because I feel like sometimes uh, people get clouded with just off with what they see and they don't know that like yourself, you're human, you go through stuff and things happen. Um, can you touch on that? Um, so what could you phrase that into like a question? Like that question? <laughs> more so, yeah. Can you, uh, I guess, more so touch on um, those moments you you spoke about it once already of like taking the the pivot, which is like, hey, I'm not confronting strangers anymore. How can I grow from there? How do you tell yourself what more can I do for myself? Like, how can I serve myself? What do you tell yourself to keep going? You know, because you're always fighting, having that battle. I think it comes down to having um, a sense of sense of purpose I, I don't understand really what motivates most people for me um i have a very large sense of purpose uh it's very personal i don't i don't share very much but um it's what motivates me to do things every day to wake up to work to grind um it, it's it's this higher purpose it's not something like i want followers i want fame i, I want i want people to recognize me i, I want to be the biggest photographer i want to be famous it's none of that um, there's, there's a deeper, more significant purpose to what I do. And that just drives me um, naturally. I don't have to force myself to, to create content, to do any of the stuff that I'm doing. None of it's forced. It, it's all coming from um, this, this really deep purpose that I've, I've found for myself. And I am not wise enough to teach people how to find that for themselves. But I do know that having, um, having a sense of purpose that's not tied to materialistic things and validation is really helpful for being naturally motivated. Um, Cause I, I don't feel like I, I need motivation. I, I do things on autopilot because it's, it's always aligned with, with my purpose, just living, living, living that purpose. I love that, man. And I want to now drill in uh, my last personal question before we drill into some of these questions in the chat is, uh, what is the equipment that you use? And, or I'm going to stop right there, actually, because I'm similar. I've seen you refer to this question before. For someone starting, what is the best camera to use? And I know this is, how much money should they spend? T tell them, tell them the answer, where it lies. You can spend, here, here's my, my honest, drum roll, wait, let me drum validated roll. truth. <laughs> if you want to become one of the top photographers, most recognized photographers in this world right now. You can literally spend anywhere from zero dollars, and I, I'll tell you how you can do that, with zero dollars up to thousands, 5,000, 10,000. Where I'm going with this is the camera is irrelevant. It sounds like the most crazy thing to say, but the camera and equipment is the most irrelevant thing to what really makes a photographer special. 
you give me a you give me an iPhone and I still would have built something. Um, you give me a disposable camera, I still would have built something. It, it's not the the gear will make things easier, but it's really really insignificant in the grand scheme of things when it's weighed against all the other things that are important for a photographer. There's a photographer on his, on TikTok. He's literally the second biggest photographer on TikTok, and every single photo he takes is on a phone. You don't even need a camera. <laughs> So the, the best place to start is buy whatever the heck you want. Buy whatever the heck you can afford. But more importantly, don't stress about gear. Gear is not that important. Just get the best you can afford. I love that, man. And it's just so true. And I love, uh, I was hoping you were in at least at the iPhone. Because most people, you know, if you're able to have one, um, that's the greatest device. I, me personally, when someone asks me, he's like, hey, I have $1,000. What should I buy? I'm like, none. I was like, start with your phone. If you feel that you've outgrown your phone while editing photos on Lightroom mobily, then we could talk about the DSLR because then you start adding other things, which I believe create barriers from people creating. An example is like just the simple thought of what SD card to buy, right? And then getting mm -hmm. the SD card, putting it into your laptop. How do I import it? Like all these small blocks stop people entirely being like, dude, I'm, not, I'm never going to take pictures again. Like, this is so overwhelming. Yeah, exactly. When the idea is like, hey, if you just use your iPhone, take the photo, edit yeah. the photo, post it on Instagram in less than five minutes. Yeah, totally. Um, and, and then that, that's just it, man. And I saw you again a couple of days ago. I watch you. I pay attention to what you're doing. You gave a great example of that referring to the iPhone. Just get started. And the moment yeah. you get started, you'll know when you need to take those next steps. Um, here, I want to answer some questions that people have been drilling. Um, well, someone asked, how do you get your name out there to get people to get you to take photos of them? So I guess I think the, I think the question he's referring to, I guess, networking, right? Like if you do want to take pictures of a specific individual, um, aside from Instagram, is that like your main thing? Let's say DMs or do you use like what's your tactic with that? Like, hey, this is my TikTok. This is how I've grown it. I'd love for you to be one of my subjects. Like how, how's your approach with networking? If you want to reach out to a specific model, yeah. Well, I don't do that very often. There, it's, it's well. All right, so there are some some people that I want to collaborate with on TikTok. Yeah. So, I actually I try to find someone that knows the person. I think is the best way. Okay. Um, become friends with someone that that has the connection, uh, the person you want to to work with, and you become friends with that person, and you know eventually it might come up that. You know, this, this person you've become friends with also works with the model that you want to work with, and maybe they can set you guys up, right? I feel like that's your best chance of success if you really want to work with a specific person is to, um, you know, find a friend, find someone that's worked with them and try and be introduced through them. Otherwise, you're going to have to rely on like a cold approach, like sending a DM, sending an email, which has a very low response rate uh, from what I found, even if you're an exceptional photographer. Even if you have quite a large following, the, the response rate on that is very low. Great. Someone just asked a question. Who, whose work has influenced you the most? Um, do you think they meant photographer or just like uh, work in general? Uh, let's say both. Let's go, let's go into photography and then the, let's just say life, like the pieces that you've seen that inspire you. Okay. Well, my photography is a combination of three photographers and I like to recommend this as a as a tactic for developing your own style as a photographer take one pick three photographers take the one thing you like the most from them learn that and combine it into your own style so my photography is a combination of, of three of my main photography inspirations and that's John Snip where I learned how to capture cool details in the eye um, third eye vision X who taught me how to retouch the skin that's why all the models look like they have flawless skin in my photos. That's from retouching. And the last one is Mark Singerman, who makes these really eye-popping colors in, their, in, the, in the image. Um, so those, those are my three biggest inspirations as a photographer. Um, I'm also very inspired by Gary V. Uh, extremely inspired by him. I love that. Someone asked a great photography question. Which lens do you love or is best for portrait photos in a Sony camera? So that's a great question. If, if you're going to do portrait photography, 
you have three options for lens. Um, well, you, you have infinite, but the three main ones would be a 35, 50, and an 80. Or it's actually an 85. So 35, 50, 85. I like to go in the middle because it's just the most versatile. The 50 can almost do what, you know, the 30 and the 80 will do. So I pick the middle ground, 50 millimeter. Um, it's probably what I would recommend if you want something that's the most versatile. Yeah, that's great. And I know in a short period of time, because the Instagram line only gives us 60 minutes. Um, I, I personally want to take this time to just say uh, thank you so much, man. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. Um, I know we're going to connect right after this. I'm going to show you mad love after this just because, dude, the amount of value and what you do and how you do it, I respect it so much. Um, especially what you actually, for me, when I saw you did that nurse thing, I was like, one, that's really smart. But two, it's like, you gave back to people that are giving back to us in ways that we will look back and just, it's, it's life changing. Right. Um, and, and most importantly, finally, is that, uh, I'm thankful that you're still creating because, uh, you did, I did get shocked when you told me, it's like, Hey, like the one thing that you were doing got taken away from you. And that as a creator, I know it hurts because I've been there at moments where you're doing it. And things are flowing and then you just immediately have that cut and you're like all right what do i do now like yeah you find that identity and you still did that so i think that's again admirable and so just gave me another reason why i'm on your team and rooting you um and dude you know if there's anything i could ever do for you you know it's there um is there anything else you want to share with the audience listening or watching before we jump off well no <laughs> i mean hopefully i've provided you know a little bit of motivation um, I just think that things are fine in life by design. Everything's, everything's okay. So don't, don't stress anything. If, if you don't want to create massive amounts of content, then don't find out what, whatever the heck you want to do and do that. I love it, man. You're the man. I appreciate you. We'll be in touch. Thank you for everyone. Uh, real quick. I just want to see if you found this valuable, can you just give us some thumbs up and really what I mean to say if you find Alex valuable with what he does and how he does it, just give us some thumbs up, hearts, whatever emoji you feel is right. Um, just give him some quick praise because he's still creating at a time where, again, a lot of people aren't, um, and that's okay. And uh, you're finding a way to do it. Look at that, just rolling in one after another. Come on, thumbs up, baby. Let's go, that's so good. All right, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll leave with one thing. It's Right now is a big opportunity to, to build something for yourselves. A lot of people are seeing quarantine as um, this really bad thing that's happening, but this is a time to build something for yourselves. I mean, you're stuck at home, but Instagram and TikTok, there are millions of people on it every single day. And if you just spend a couple hours each day, you can, by the time quarantine's over, you can have, you can have built a brand for yourself. So um, take advantage of the opportunity. All right, real quick. This uh, one person has been commenting throughout it all. Say hi to India. India in the house, showing love to India. Uh, and that's awesome. Again, Alex, thank you so much, my brother. Everyone, yeah. thank you for listening. Thank you for the time. And um, talk soon. See you guys. Thanks for having me, man. See ya. Take care.